every day. Traders and investors dive in to tackle the ever-changing markets to find opportunity. Futures Radio Show is your number one source for answers to the questions that all market participants want to ask. Veteran futures trader Anthony Crudelli sits down with the most influential leaders and top traders in the industry. Now, here's your host, Anthony Crudelli. What's up, everybody? Anthony Crudelli here, and thank you for tuning in for this episode with Matt Paxkenna. Futures Radio Show is sponsored by CME Group. They are the world's leading and most diverse futures and options exchange. CME Group's markets help individuals and businesses around the world effectively manage risk. For access to free educational tools and resources for the active individual trader, please visit activetrader.cmegroup.com. Com. Remember, new shows are posted on Mondays and Thursdays. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a review on iTunes. This show is also sponsored by Trading Technologies, FTSE Russell, and RJO Futures. RJO is a long-standing brokerage firm with personal broker relationships to help you learn and trade futures. Please visit rjofutures.com to learn more. Today, I spoke with a great friend of mine and great trader, Matt Pax Kenna. Pax and I have spoken a lot on the show, specifically about his process for trading. But until today's show, we didn't talk a lot about his edge in trading. So today, Pax explains why he and his experience are his edge in trading. He shares with us how much of his edge is mental versus statistical, what edges he is currently seeing in the market, and last but not least, he talks about CCFF, confident, carefree, fearless, and focused. So without further ado, let me take you right to my interview with Pax. What do you believe is your edge as a trader? Anthony, that's a, it's a hard question to answer in, in many ways, but uh my edge is over the years, the one thing, the two things that I think that I've, that I've struggled the most with and that I've come to, I've had to come to grips with is I need to keep my trading simple. I, I'm trading futures. I'm not trading options. I'm not trading complicated option spreads. I'm not trading uh, complicated calendar spreads or anything like that. I, I'm a, I, I primarily trade the indices, S&P 500 and, and uh, NASDAQ. So I need to keep my trading simple. I don't have uh, my charts aren't marked up with very many you know levels or indicators or you know I've got my targets I write out my plan every morning in paragraph form I adjust uh, actually I write them out every night and I adjust them in the morning before the market opens depending on the uh, uh, the overnight action and so I keep it simple that's very important and and I think the 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 second and this is more complicated and this is where experience comes in is over the years I've had to learn how to increase my size, decrease my size, and when to stop trading. And to, you know, and to remember that to, to not have anything on at all is a trading decision and to be okay with it. So ultimately you believe your edge is you. Yes. You absolutely. and your experience. So I talk a lot about statistical edge and mental edge. I believe that traders really need to have both, but you oh. you really gotta have one that really is your leading edge, we'll call it. Mm -hmm. Since you said that your edge is you, I'm assuming a vast majority of you, uh, of what you would consider your edge is mental edge, but what percentage is statistical versus mental? 
Oh, look, you know, we all need to have a real good method of trading. I need to know, I need to know that my method of trading is going to work. I need to know that the statistics back it up. But frankly, I know that 95% of traders, I forget what the real number is, but uh, most traders would lose money if they had the high and the low of the quarter, they would still lose money. I, I remember hearing that a long, long time ago and having, you and I have discussed this many times. I've had this conversation with a lot of other traders. So ultimately having the high and the low of a quarter in the S&P, my gosh, I mean, you know, remember the old adage on the floor, a peak in the deck is worth a thousand charts. Yet having that knowledge, most traders would still lose money. So still, even with my 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 statistics being uh, leaning way more in favor of uh, of a profitable trading outcome at the end of the day, and especially at the end of the week, unless unless my life is balanced and my plan is 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 also balanced, then my trading won't be. My trading will not be profitable. So I'm going to still go back to. Um, I think that I really do believe that the majority of of, of my profitability depends on my being consistent, which depends again on, on me recognizing and realizing that I need to stay within my lane and I need a set of guidelines and rules that are going to help me stay there and keep my trading simple. It, it all goes back to the same thing. Yeah. And shout out to Andrew Strassman. He's the one who, who told me about that, where he said if somebody had the high and the low and there was a percentage uh, of people that would probably still lose money. And, and, mm -hmm. and getting back to you, and your edge. I, I think a lot of the traders out there listening are probably saying, well, how do I develop my edge for myself like PAX? Walk us through how you got to the point of recognizing that it wasn't going to be a strategy, it was going to be you, and your process for developing your edge. Now, I don't want to give, I don't want to give anybody the false, uh, 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 a false indication that I don't have a uh, 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 you know, a trading process, because I do. Um, I, on the trading floor, it was much more forgiving. You know, we had so many things that went into, into trading that, that uh, I mean, I had, I had, I had my, my method of trading on the floor, and I had to learn, eventually, I had to learn how to um, translate that into or onto the screens. That took a while to sit and, and uh, uh, work through. I had to learn how to manage my positions. I had to learn how to, to uh, you know, we, I trade the opening range trade. You know, I, I am long above and I'm short below. I have, uh, I, already, I already have my plan written out every morning. So when the price, when, I, when price breaks out of the opening range, for, for example, today, the bottom of the opening range was, was 31.37. Below the opening range, I know that once the market gets to 31.21, I'm going to be taking profit. 31.10, I'll be taking more. Down to 20, uh, 30.73, same thing. So I've got these preconceived prices on the downside and up on the upside. I know what I'll do when the market gets. I know what I'll do when the market gets there. And if I miss the trade, that's the important part. If I miss it, I'm okay with it because I know that I'll catch it. I'm not going to try to. To, to initiate risk at a spot that I should not be trying to because I'm, I'm going to wind up getting too chopped out. I'm going to wind up giving back too much money to the market that I really don't want to do. So that's part of not doing anything. Now, on the other hand, you know, I, I, so I don't want to give the false idea, the false notion that I don't have a, 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 uh, a defined set of rules and set of guidelines that I trade. 
And I don't want to give the false notion that I don't use technicals and I don't use fundamentals because I do. I'm constantly reading. And at night when I sit down to do my homework, you know, I am pouring over charts and I am doing the work that I need to do to, to, to come up with the best targets for the next day's trade. But none of that will matter. None of it will matter unless I wake up in the morning. And, and frankly, I, I say this all the time. Unless I wake up in the morning and I make my bed. That's the first thing I do every day. It's important. And then I've got a routine. I've got habits that I go through every day so that I can check in with myself before the open, open of the market. And I've got, it, it's something, it's kind of corny, but it's just some, it's a little checklist that I've got in my, in my notebook. CCFF, am I confident? Am I carefree? Am I fearless? Am I, am I focused? If I am not confident, I don't need to be trading. Or maybe I need to cut size. And confidence means a lot of things, maybe, or carefree. You know, am I, am I worried about my health or somebody else's health? Am I worried about um, something going on peripherally, something going on in the world, right? Maybe I cut my size. Do I, am I fearless? Now, for a long time, you know, I, when I was starting back uh, the second phase of my career after I'm at Global Field and, and full-time on the screens, I had, to, I had to, 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 to figure out how to manage my positions most effectively so as to, to not try to take too much out of the market without taking a little bit of profit and also to, to, to leave something on to take something to, to take more profit out as the market extends and also to, to leave a runaround so that I can build a position. So that, go, that all goes into you know, my, my fearless and my focus part. Because am I worried about making money? Do I have to pay my bills like I had to in the beginning, you know, through my trading like I had to at the beginning of the second phase of my career? Because if I do, then I'm going to be trading with fear. If I'm trading with fear, I'm losing money. If I'm worried about making money, I'm in trouble. I need to be confident. I need to be carefree. I need to be fearless. And I need to be focused. If I'm not, that's the first, first morning evaluation that I need to go through. Then I know whether do I trade my normal unit size or maybe do I cut my size in half? Where's the, and of course I take into account now, where's the market, you know, the technicals, where's the market, you know, yep. do I like this area, that kind of thing. And, you know, that goes also into it too. But I hear lots of traders, Anthony, talking about all, and it's important. I don't mean to minimize, you know, the, the technicals and the fundamentals and, you know, I don't mean to minimize that. But I really don't hear enough, I don't hear too many traders talking about the mindset and what we need to go through in order to control our emotions so that our emotions don't control us. So that, you know, I, 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 tra I, trade, the, I trade my plan. If I don't trade my plan, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be trading randomly. Again, yeah. it goes back to being CCFF. And I know it sounds corny, but you know, for me it works. Okay, traders, we're gonna pause for 30 seconds and we'll be right back. The Russell 2000 is a key benchmark for small cap U.S. stocks. Be sure to check out the E-mini Russell 2000 futures symbol RTY and the micro E-mini Russell 2000 futures symbol M2K. To learn more about FTSE Russell and their products, please visit FTSERussell.com. A question I constantly get is what platform do I use to trade futures? Well, I use TT. They are the world's fastest commercially available futures trading platform. You could try it today for free at tryttnow.com. No, I like it. I love CCFF. I'll remember that. And 
We only have a minute left, Pax. And, and one thing uh, I want to say is I totally agree with you. Self-awareness, situational awareness. Everybody knows I talk about this a lot. And I want to talk about really what you're seeing maybe right now in the markets to maybe give you an edge. Last week on the show, I oh. talked about how I was looking at HYG and I'm looking at it on my indicator versus the S&P. And sometimes we find these things and we're just like, yeah. I'm going to lean on that. This is something I'm seeing right now and, and it'll work until it doesn't. What are you seeing right now in the markets that maybe is giving you a little bit of edge in, in your trading? Well, I use, again, I use the opening ranges. So now I use a daily opening range, which we, we defined on the trading floor as the first 30 seconds in the NASDAQ. So I still use that to give me an idea of where to be long, where to be short. But ultimately right now, uh, and we were talking, you and I had this conversation just, you know, between the two of us last week is you know, there is, so, I was talking to a bunch of traders this morning, so much bad news out there. Oh my gosh. COVID is picking up second wave. You know, the city, the, the, this, our country is in a, 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 a transition phase and of sorts and so many things going on, presidential election, you know, and, and all of that, all that entails, not to mention everything going on in Europe, negative rates, uh, lower bond zero, all of these, everything going on with the Fed here in the United States. Yet all this bad news is, is again, kind of negated, I think, by the five trillion dollars of, of capital floating. We've got record uh, uh, record cash reserves by by investment investment gradable investment grade uh, uh, corporations we've got right now near record reserves with the cash reserves for the US treasury what are they going to do with that money with the fed as the backstop I it all you know we had that conversation and that's not my bailiwick I'm not a fundamental trader I, I leave that to Ira Harris for me and and I, I bounce ideas off of him ultimately I'm looking at 3231 which is uh, the the S and P settlement for 2019. That's the biggest opening range of the year for me, where we where we closed out 19 and opened up 2020. So 3231. Um, I'm going to be short. I'm going to be looking to trade short below that. But based off of every day's opening ranges, I see price moving like a ladder, one rung to the next, to the next, and to the next. So I keep it simple. I'm going to let the market tell me everything else. I don't. I'm not in the business of predicting the market. If I was, believe me, I'd be driving Uber full time. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I did it in the beginning part, of the second phase of my career. But I'm going to let price action dictate what my positions are. I'm short today from the opening range. If we close down near where we are, I'll continue to. I'll take those shorts home with me. That's how I adjust the way that I manage my positions. And and you know, but I'm cognizant of the fact that. Every time we seem to have a, a, a sharp sell-off in the equity markets, it stops on a dime and reverses without any real explanation, fundamentally or technically, you know, yep. because there's so much cash reserves just, just piling into the market. Well, Pax, we have to leave it there, my friend. It's always great to speak with you. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for listening to Futures Radio Show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. You can listen to all of our episodes on FuturesRadioShow.com, iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher.